we challenge you to become part of the elite and the exclusive elite videographer, the series. All right, welcome to this official version of the webinar. Today's topics, we're going to be talking about getting clients, what to charge your client, and uh, if we have time, we're going to be dealing with the do-it-yourself client, what to talk about on those clients that want to do things themselves. Because we know today video is so popular that uh, we want to get into dealing with that type of client. So yesterday we were talking about... uh, businesses and contact information and the types of businesses that you can go out after. And we gave you a little bit of homework to do. If you don't have your homework, then uh, you're punished. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) We gave you some homework. (laughs) We gave you some homework yesterday and we asked you for 300 contact, 300 businesses with contact information. We asked for this in yesterday's webinar. And today, you're going to need it, because with us today is Dan Turner. Now, Dan is a graphic designer, he's an artist, a business coach, and he's also a musician on the side. Now, he worked as a freelance graphic designer for over 30 years, designing identity systems, ad campaigns, internet marketing, and website for a variety of large and prominent clients. And what he's going to speak about today is the method he used to put himself in the position he is financially and career-wise. Now, Dan is not some fly-by-night business coach. This guy has been in this, involved in this with over 30 years, and he has some pretty large brands under his belt that he's done some design for, and he didn't get there overnight. He didn't get there just by sitting and waiting for clients to come to him. He went out there and got them, and we're going to go over this today. He's going to talk about the basic methods for getting clients as well as the sales formula, and we're setting up the phone call right now, so I'm told to talk for about another 30 seconds. Okay, so we're going to briefly speak with him on these topics and then get more into detail after he talks. Now, believe me, this guy knows what he's talking about. I uh, kind of screened him. Uh, before the webinar, and some of the information that he provides is just basic and easy. Now, I have to warn you, we are creative people, and I can't stress this more than enough. We are creative professionals, and the business part of the scale gets kind of tipped. So here's the creative, and here's the business side. And this webinar is designed to kind of balance all of that out. This conversation with Dan might bore you to death, okay? But you got to listen. Get your coffee I have my cup of hot chocolate here, and listen to what he has to say. We're making this as easy as possible so you can get clients. One of the most popular questions here on the TV show is, hey, how do I get clients? Brian, where do I get these clients? I have the equipment. I have the skills. Build it, and they will come. Does not work. This technique, these techniques that we're about to talk about with Dan... Uh, will teach you how to get clients. It's really easy, believe me. Sales may spook some of you out, but it should not. If you want to be this elite videographer that we were talking about, this team of elite videographers, SWAT-style video production, you got to do this, okay? This is the only way to get clients. The only technique that works, rather. Let's say it that way. All right, Dan's ready on the phone. Let's give him a call. I hope he's there. Jeez. 
No, this is Dan. Uh, hey, Dan, Brian at the DV Show. How are you? I am good, Brian. How are you? Good, good. You ready for this call? <laughs> I am totally ready. So I love, I love your website, first off, freelanceworkshops.com. What a great website. Thank you. Now, what do you do for a living? You're basically graphic design, right? I am a graphic designer. Uh, I do advertising websites, uh, a lot of graphic design, and that's been the core of my business uh, freelance-wise for the last 30 years. Oh, wow. So it always comes back to that. Um, and when I wrote the freelance workshops, there was this is um, late 90s, 98, 99 is when I actually formalized it and put it together. There was an incredible need in the marketplace for that kind of information. Mm. Uh, even though the web was fairly well established at that point, um, there was not this kind of specific information for graphic designers and freelancers anywhere. Um, so I just put it together. And I think it's and great. It's I mean, I think it's great. I mean, it, not only is it for, I mean, this is very generic information. I mean, you kind of gear it towards graphic designers and that's who your audience is because that's who you are. But us as right. videographers, we have video people, you know, media people, new media people. We have the same problems too. You know, especially well, it, getting clients. It ultimately comes down to sales. And it just doesn't matter what business you're in. Nothing happens until something gets sold. And I realize uh, early on, I'm an odd uh, Creative people don't generally want to be associated with sales on any level in any way. Um, and a lot of that goes towards they just don't understand what sales is. Mm. They think it's manipulation. They don't want to be a part of that. Um, it doesn't feel right. Rejection is horrible. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff that goes on. But sales, uh, if you do it correctly, it's easy. Uh, and one of the things I try to stress in the workshops is you don't need to be a superstar salesman. You don't need to memorize, you know, 128 closes in order to be effective with sales. And you need sales. Sales need to happen or, or you know, you're out of business. That's absolutely right. Now, this information that you have on your website, again, it's freelanceworkshops.com. It's, it's timeless. Really, it is. And you talk about two basic sales models. What are these two basic sales models that you get into? There's hunting. That's the one I like. Uh, and then there's fishing. Um, and let me run down a little, just briefly what both those are. Sure. Um, hunt, hunting is where you go out and you get the client. Um, it, there's huge benefits to this. Um, what you don't have to it, the benefits come in what you don't have to do. Um, there's no referral relationships. You don't have to be friends or buddies or pals or build a relationship over weeks or months in order to do business with somebody. You don't have to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning and go to networking meetings. <laughs> it's you getting on the phone, going and getting a client, and doing it very quickly. Um, and we'll get into more of that in a moment. The other model is uh, fishing. That's relationship selling. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, and that model simply, that's the one that does depend on you building relationship over a period of time until you gain their trust and they come along. Um, and to me, from a, a freelance standpoint, that particular model takes too long. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I'm thinking hunting, when you go hunting, doing sales, you said it was your favorite one. Do you take a big turkey leg and just go out there and grunt and, and just get clients? <laughs> or <laughs> which, one, which one is the best method to use? Oh, hunting. Hunting only because it's the, it's the shortest distance between you and a paycheck. 
um, if, if you wait for someone to come to you, it depends on, on how you're built, um, how you're psychologically set up. There's people that are so opposed to rejection that they'll do anything. They will sit on um, uh, blogs and social media and Facebook and Twitter for months and months and months just to avoid any kind of interaction or rejection mm. with a client. Mm. Um, and sometimes they get sales like that, and that's okay if that's what you want to do. But hunting is, is absolutely direct. It's you pick up the phone and you find a client. That's it. That's the, you know, people go, <laughs> you should write a book. There's no book involved. <laughs> now, the tenets here are so simple uh, it, it, it's mind-blowing. I, I mean, it is. It, it's timeless information, and if, if just people do it. A lot of people, I mean, me, when I first started out, I, I was a fisherman. You know, I liked the relationship mm-hmm. selling. I liked to drop my card. I was afraid of rejection. But now with mm-hmm. this hunting method, uh, you know, I mean, it's not an aggressive sales approach where, you know, you're actually being mean or, you're, you're, you know, you're actually losing people by being aggressive. I mean, hunting is just like you're going out there, getting the client, and you describe it very well on your website. You're going out there uh, with these tangible benefits and softly but aggressively attacking these clients or going after these clients, hunting for these clients, which is, which is great it's, stuff. It's, only, it's, it's, it's kind of an internal aggressive program. You don't appear aggressive to any of the clients. And, uh, again, if, if, a client, if you call up a client and say, you know, here's what I do, I'm a videographer, and they say, well, we don't need that. We don't, we're not interested in this. Hmm. You know, your response is, you know, thank you very much. Have a nice day. Hmm. That, it ends right there. Um, <laughs> a lot of people think, oh, no, well, you've got you know, to reel them in. You've got to sell ice to Eskimos. You don't have to do any of that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that uh, you're looking for when you're hunting, uh, when you build your list, um, people do hunting in various ways. We'll, we'll get into those. Yeah, let's but get into this. Are, let's get into this. Let's let's get to the point where that. where you take charge. Let's take charge here. We're ready to hunt. What do we need? What are some of the tools that we we want here? We want to get these clients. What do we? What do we? How do we start? You need a telephone and you need a list. And the list is where people get tripped up. They go, "What does that mean?" <laughs> um, <laughs> Preferably a list of businesses uh, that can use your service. Um, and there's so many ways that you can't tell. You know, you, you, just, you, just, you have to make your best guess. Uh, in, in my business, in graphic design, if I call other businesses, it's a good possibility, you know, whether they're big, small, or, or whatever they are, they're going to need, you know, from business cards to brochures to trade shows to websites, they do all that kind of stuff. Mm. A lot of them don't know it, but they, they, you're going to run into somebody. Uh, with videographers, you may need to, to structure your list or get your list in a little bit more uh, structured way. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure how you do it. Uh, the way that I would do it is um, there, there are lots of trade organizations that have directories. Mm. Um, and a lot of those guys use video. And you can tell, um, you know, fairly quickly whether, you know, they're, they're an audience or not. Mm. Uh, but you don't have to be 100% sure. Mm. Call them up and find out. Mm. Now, what I do, what I basically do is as a video person, I mean, I go after businesses in my local area that have websites. 
And I, yeah. I don't buy the list. I have a intern or somebody else find this information. And I don't get as many as you require. You say 300 on, on the list. I get maybe about 50, 60 to call during the week. And, you know, occasionally in my car when I'm free, you know, I make these phone calls. And, and sometimes it's a hit. You know, every time two out of three is is a hit when I call these websites up and I say, hey, here here's my services. I do businesses, uh, video for businesses. And uh, usually I get the sale. I set the appointment up, so on and so forth. And uh, I actually read your stuff about a year ago and I just got reminded of it. And that's why we're giving you a call to talk to you about this. But I've used some of your techniques in here. And I was actually I turned from a fisherman to a hunter because of your stuff. And uh but this this three hundred this three hundred uh, list that you have uh, that's crazy. Did you do? Did you have a three three hundred people on your list and call them? Did you actually do that? I never make it all the way to three hundred. Okay. Um, three hundred is just a, a security blanket, um, and I do that because most people, when they're going to call, they'll get a list of you know ten people. They think, okay, I got my list. They're, at that point, they're still too valuable. Right. When you get a rejection or you don't get a call back from one of those ten people, you feel like, oh no, this is just not working. Yeah. So every every phone call becomes too tense, too important. <laughs> uh, the list is too valuable. Whereas if you've got three hundred, you know you could blow off the first fifty, sixty, seventy of those people. Then it's fine, and you don't get all worked up. That is so right because when you have a, you even say this on your website. That is so correct. When you have like a list of ten, you're like to the fifth one, and you're like, oh, no one's biting. I'm, I, I just want to give up. But your approach is you have three hundred on the list. This is cold calling defined. You know, you're just cold calling people up and just hitting them and seeing if somebody bites. Right, and you know from your own calling, most of the time you're not going to get to speak to anybody anyway. No, you're going to be shuttled to voicemail. Um, and you leave a, basically a one-sentence uh, thing. You know, you're a freelance videographer. You're here in whatever town that you're in. Uh, if I can help you with your video, I'd love to talk to you. Here's my number. Boom, done. That's it. You're um, just a number. And if someone calls, yeah, absolutely. At that point, that's all that is. You do not have a relationship. Nice. That's that's what hunting is all about. See, that's that's really what makes it easy. You have your list. You call these people up, bam, that's it, done deal. You don't think about it. If they call you back, whoopee. And then there are other, other steps here to follow after this phone call. So let's say they call, they call you back. You, you get a bite. What do you do now? Uh, you simply repeat that first sentence again. You know, <laughs> make sure that they understand who they're calling. Uh, generally, that's easy to do. You know, tell, reiterate once again, I do video. I'm in this town. Uh, if, if that's an important part of your marketing, uh, and I can help you with your video. And I was just calling to introduce myself and see if you can use my services. Mm. You know, get right to the point. Mm. Generally, if they called you back, they can. Or if they can't, they at least want to be helpful because they'll call back for something. And, and, and if you can't uh, convert to an appointment or if it doesn't sound interesting enough to go over and uh, meet with them, we'll say, who do you know that could use my services? Mm. Boom. Yeah. Name. I like that. Now, do we send out our reel? Do we send out information to these people? I mean, after we call them? I mean, I mean, how do we determine whether or not we send more information out or follow up with the call? Or You almost have to figure out what your sale, the path to the sale is once you've made that contact. Um, with me, uh, more and more, I don't have to go see the client because every, everyone's getting used to email. Everyone's getting used to talking on the phone. Uh, it's You can... 
actually do the whole thing on email. Um, I personally like to, if I can, um, go see them. Mm. Um, and at that point, you, you determine, um, you know, should you, in your case, do you leave it real? Have they seen your work online? I imagine that your real is online. Your portfolio is right. online, right? Right, right, right. exactly. A- ask them to take a look at it. Ask them to, to see it. Um, but even before you do that, you want to establish if there's a need for that for, for you. Mm. Exactly. It's, it's uh, qualifying. Let me, let me get into this a little bit. Sure. Um, we'll review what qualified means. Huh. Um, you want to know that they need what you have, uh, and they're going to need it in the very near future. Um, you want to know that they have a deadline. If they don't have a deadline, they're in no hurry. Um, you're not going to get a deposit check. You're going to turn into a professional visitor. And you want to avoid that. <laughs> a professional visitor. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what people do. You know, they, they think they're, they're out there making sales calls, and they're not closing, they're not getting any business. Right. You're a professional visitor at that point. Mm. So you're and saying qualify this client, qualify this person to see if they're the right one to do business with, basically. There's There's three points of qualifying. Uh, make sure that they have a need, make sure that they have a deadline, and make sure that they have a budget. Make sure that, the, that you know approximately what that budget is. This tends to separate uh, amateur clients from professional clients. You want to work with professional clients. Mm. If they have no idea what video costs, um, how much time do you have to educate them? It's best to move on and get someone who understands the value of what you do. Mm. Okay, so need, deadline, and budget. Now, what if they have two of these and not the other? So it's, that, that's it. Shut them off, right? Well, find out what the, what the problem is. Like, the, the hardest thing it seems like for people to get is the budget. Because they go, oh, gosh, they're not going to tell me a budget. Hmm. Well, if you ask them, they might. Right. Or if you ask them and they won't, they just don't trust you enough to tell you yet. So then you have to use your instincts. And people don't use their instincts enough. Right. Um, you know, is there work there? Find out, it, once again, do they need what you have? If that's a yes, you're still in. Do they have a deadline for something that they're working on? Do they have a project coming up that they have a deadline on? Hmm. That's powerful stuff. Hmm. Get, them, get them to describe the project a little bit. And if they describe it, you go, oh, my God, this is huge. Yeah, you can still talk to them. Hmm. Now, this is important stuff because when I first started out, when I first started hunting, I used to get, uh, you know, somebody would call me back, I would get all excited, and then I would jump right to the job. I, I didn't qualify this client at all. And, you know, not doing this step is is dangerous, really. I mean, is expectations are not set. Sometimes you don't even get paid. I mean, it's just a mess. So qualifying oh, you, is important. You said it. It turns into a mess mm-hmm. because you just didn't qualify it. And, and a lot of people think, you know, they're in business. They should know how to work this. They don't. They don't know how to buy video. They don't know how to buy creative. Uh, some of them do, but some of them, a lot of them don't. Um, and they absolutely would welcome you taking charge of the situation and saying, here's how it's going to work. Here's what we do. Mm. Uh, but before you get to any of that, uh, there's one other thing I want to cover, which is the sales presentation. Um, people want to jump right into, here's what I do, here's when I went to school, here's my book, here's my reel, and expect them to figure out how they can work with you. That's wrong. Your, really? Your sales presentation, oh yes. 
you're before you jump into any of that, you've got to get a little rapport built. Um, and once again, it, this doesn't take months or weeks. You know, this takes about 20 minutes. It can take less uh, if, if you know where you are in the uh, the sales presentation. Um, but when you get an audience with them, hopefully you've got those three things: the um, the need, the, the time frame, and the budget. Uh, but if you've got two of the three, and you're sitting in front of them, you want to you can build trust. And, and again, trust can be built very quickly if they have a need. Um, you don't have to have a long relationship with somebody. They just need to respect you enough and need what you mm. have in order to do business with you. Mm. Mm. So the, the, the three areas, um, you want to start with, uh, you know, ask them if you can ask them questions. You've got to get permission to do that. Otherwise, it sounds like an interrogation. <laughs> so you, you start with it. You put the whole focus on them. Um, and you ask them impersonal questions. Those are first. And that, that's questions like, how long have you been in business? How many people do you employ? Um, do, you, do you have other locations? Uh, these are all easy questions. Get them answering the easy questions. Um, and once, once you feel like that's going okay, you can jump to the more personal questions. And personal questions are, are exactly that. You know, how long have you been with the company? Mm. Um, what were you doing before? Um, do you like this better? Why? If they won't answer those, go back to the impersonal questions. Mm. This, this is the structure of a sales presentation. It's only three parts. The impersonal questions, personal questions, and then your sales presentation. I'm the writing, impersonal questions uh, take I'm, five minutes. I'm writing all this down. And, you know, while you're saying this, I'm reminded of a date I had when I was like 14 years old where this girl was really hot. And I just poured, yeah. I just poured everything. I just poured my soul out on this girl and thought we were going to be there forever. So I set up the next date and I never saw her again. So this is kind of, <laughs> so this is kind of the same approach. He doesn't know, yeah, he doesn't know anything about me. Right. Which he decided. And he doesn't care. Right. It obviously cares about him. <laughs> That's right. I mean, this is what reminds me of this. But uh, go on, go on. Okay, this is good stuff. And and you know, you, again, you don't have to memorize a bunch of stuff. You, you need to know what area you're in when you're talking to somebody. Am I in the impersonal questions? Did I move to the personal questions? <laughs> and and let me tell you how long this takes. You know, about five minutes on the on the uh, impersonal questions. That should be long enough. Another five minutes on personal questions. Hmm. And here's a little thing, too. If you can get them laughing or get them crying, do it. And people go, what are you talking I'm not going to... Yes. <laughs> the, more, the more emotional you can get them in the personal question section, that's, that's a bond. That's bond building right there. Okay. And they'll think, nobody understands me like this guy. He's magic. Wow. Okay, that's, that's cool. absolutely true. And then once you... Have, have got that built, then you can move to your presentation. But now look what you've done. You've got your presentation, and you're feeding back information that they told you. You know what's important to this individual. You're not assuming what's important. You know. Mm. So then you can tailor what you can do directly to those needs. Mm. Now, I noticed, Dan, in this step here that you're talking about, that you as the person offering the service, you're looking to what the client wants or your future client sitting right in front of you, what they want. How about you? Yeah. I mean, are we probing for something that we want from them too? I mean, let's say, you know, we qualify them and, you know, we, 
we know they're a good client. They have a need, a deadline, and a budget. But let's say their budget is, you know, two grand, and that's just not for us. Well, we can turn them off, right? We can just step away from the client, too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You can say, you know what? I, I handle uh, accounts that are, you know, 7000 and up generally. Um, this isn't quite there yet. Uh, and you can be nicer about this. You see, but, but when you do get there, I, I'd love to, to work with you. And, and they might say, gosh, we'd love to work with you, too. Hmm. And sometimes they'll find the money. That's right. You know, again, that's, that's being honest right up front. You don't go and say, okay, I'll take the two grand, and then everyone's grumbling. They go, I thought this guy was going to be great. He's just hard to work with. Yeah. And you're hard to work with because you're mad. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I've experienced that before. I've, I've taken on clients for like $2,500, and they were just, you know, pains in the neck. <laughs> you know, honestly, I mean, oh, sure. just, it just wasn't worth it. So then I, I went on to clients that were, you know, $7,500, ten grand, and those were a little bit more... Uh, I was a little bit more into the project because I was getting paid more. You know, the client was a higher scale. It was it was just different. So while we're doing this, while we're qualifying this this client, we're also not only looking for their needs but our needs as well. Well, yes, and creativity takes time, and this right. is what uh, the smaller clients don't understand. You know, you may have to try something and fail at it uh, on their particular project. You know, four, five, six, seven times in order to get to a place where you go, oh, no, no, this is how we're going to shoot it. This is how we're going to do the lights. This is, this is our location. This is how we're going to set it up. Whereas if you've got the $2,500 guy, you know, it's critical. You've got to hit the nail on the head and be 100% right the first time because mm. we don't have time to do this over. Right. Exactly. All right, so let's say we, uh, we sat down with them, you know, we had lunch with them or whatever. We talked with them over the phone. They are our qualified client. They're the one. They're just crying. They need you. <laughs> the proposal is next. What should this include? We sh it should be a written proposal, I'm assuming? Absolutely a written proposal. And everyone should have a good set of forms. Um, and this is where I, I pitch my forms a, a moment. Um, if you don't have a good set of forms, you can't move fast. Mm. You can't get a proposal done quickly. Um, and the forms are freelanceworkshops.com. They're 39 bucks. Um, I sold thousands of those um, at 79 bucks. And I lowered it. For you, Brian. Oh, thank you for our for our listeners. Yeah, this is great. I mean, these forms are thirty nine dollars. They're on your website. It's sixty four pages of basic protection and project management tools. It's instantly you delivered. Go. You get pricing worksheets, proposal letters, terms, production schedule, working agreement, work order, and these are generic. Uh, you know, they're not. I mean, you if. If you download them, you know, they're not going to be for a graphic designer. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that. But uh, they're pretty generic stuff. Invoicing, project billing worksheet. This is good stuff. $39. That's cheap. Things, they're, they're completely editable. And they are geared towards graphic designers. Um, but it's easy to slip in your own uh, business into these things. The, the, the thing is, is, is it's complete and total project management. Yes. So that you'll know... I've got to get a, a proposal letter. Proposals turn into agreements is, is, is how I, I think you want to do it. So you, you put the proposal letter together, and you simply describe the, um, uh, the project, and you know, it's either a cost summary or it's an estimate. And you can decide which one that is. If there's a lot of things that are up in the air, you can't quite get a handle on it, then it's an estimate. But if you can nail it down and say this is the cost summary, Here's what we're going to produce. Here's how much it costs. Um, then it's you know those are hard costs. But and I tell clients, um, and I even say it right on the proposal. If if this is a cost summary, 
then my price won't change unless the scope of the project changes. Mm. And, and they love that. Yeah, I know, I know. That's so true. I mean, this proposal is, and it, it's so easy. I mean, after you've done the qualifying, you know, you set the appointment up, you did the qualifying, you have the client. It's so easy at this step, it's 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 incredible. I mean, I don't know if you've experienced and that before, but the proposal is the easiest, even more easy. It's completely easy if you have those steps done. It's ridiculous if you don't, because now you're guessing. You're guessing at what they might need or or want, or you know. The worst of all is I don't know what their budget is. That's the worst thing you can do. You can't mm. put a proposal together if you don't know what their budget is, because right. then you know. Okay, let's guess. And you've been through this before. Okay, I'll just guess. And you go in there, and you're scared to death. You know, the guy's reading through it. You're explaining it to him. And go, oh, my God, here it comes. He sees the number. Ah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Do they fall off their chair? Do they say, oh, my God, this is lower than I thought? I mean, you don't put yourself in that situation. Right. You know, whatever number that they see better be the number that you left with. Right, right. Now, me, I don't, I don't like to discuss budget right up front. I don't like to discuss that right up front. During the conversation, during the qualifying, I find out what their budget is somehow, and they, you know, they, yeah. they either say, okay, we have a client that wants this video for us, you know, we're farming it out to you, this client has 50 grand to spend, um, you know, so I kind of work off that. Sometimes I don't, I mean, is that a dangerous zone to be in, not learning their budget? I think it is. I, yeah. I, if you, if they say my client's got 50 grand, you know, qualify, do, do they want to spend all of that on the video? Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten into trouble with that before. I've gotten into trouble with that and sometimes I've I've I haven't because I've got to know them so much. You know, I've got to know them during the first couple of steps and then when the proposal came out, they were like, "Wow, okay, this is great. You know, I like your services. I like what you do. I like you." And I'm going to put the, you know, I just put a price down and they had no questions or complaints about it. Well, it sounds like it came in too low then. <laughs> oh, okay, I like that answer. I like that answer. That's, that's what happened there. I like that answer. I like that answer. So be upfront and and just be upfront with everything in this proposal. That's what it should include. Yeah, and and there's uh, other freelancers have said, oh my god, if 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 they tell you the budget, what makes them think that you you go great and you come back with it with with that number? I mean, I mean, it's like. Um, what if you can put it together for less? Yeah. You know, well, then you know that as well. All right. You, you can come back and say, and that's when they say, well, you know, we'd like to keep it around 12 grand. Yeah. And they're not going to tell you the truth either. You know, they're not gonna, some, some, it, some businesses don't tell you their real true numbers in the budget, you know? And, and, and this is where you have to be a professional as well. I mean, if, you, if you're just out of school and you have no idea what prices are, this is going to be more difficult. But if someone describes their project and you talk about their project and then you ask, you know, what do you want to spend doing this? And they say, you know, I think, you know, if we can get out of this for 12 grand, it'd be great. If you're, you know, if you, if you determine in, in that split second, if you go, oh, my God, they just described a $40,000 thing that they want for 12 grand. Mm. Well, now you can say something. <laughs> you can say, well, wait a minute. I mean, if we're going to bring in these kinds of cranes and do this kind of lighting and bring in those kinds of models, you know, that's 30 grand right there. Yeah, exactly. And then you can get into realistic discussions rather than guessing about, you know, what each other needs. Right. Open and transparent the entire way. That's the way to do it, really. 
Yes, absolutely. And if you take the, if you take this sales approach that you were talking about, you know, if you're trying to sell an, an igloo to an Eskimo or some ice cubes to an Eskimo, you're not going to make it. You have it's it's like a relationship. That's at least, at least that's what I've learned over the years. It's difficult. You can jam somebody into a contract only because they were desperate and they need you. Mm. Uh, but if you've actually just taken advantage of them, you know, where does that go? How does that build your career? Mm. It yeah. doesn't. No. no. You know, they talk. They have friends. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You won't work in this town again. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, you want to you do this right. All right, so now let's talk about um, project management. We got the proposal going, and now we're ready to start this project. And yeah. um, you say here that every freelance graphic design project or any project in general uh, has about 20 distinct steps or milestones, and you get into them all here on your website. Man, this stuff is detailed. I love it. But um, yeah, can, you, can you go over some of these, what, what these milestones are? Yes, I can. Uh, and, in fact, I'm on the, uh, uh, that page right now. Good. I'm just waiting for that to come in because it says right away that there's, there's several steps that you have to do before you even get to the thing. Yes. Uh, and this is where we got company goals, rough out of production schedule, um, and it tells you which form to use on the, on the other side of that, that chart there. Yes. Um, now, I love, the, I, I love these forms. While, you, while you're waiting for that, I love these forms because it's, 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 it's like having an employee, like a secretary, right there for 39 bucks. <laughs> All you have to do is fill the well, stuff in. <laughs> well, right. You, you want to know what the flow is. What is the project flow? How do we manage this project? And this will tell you, you know, you don't need to do all these forms or all these steps every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and the project will, will determine which ones are in and which ones are out. But it's a great reminder when you're putting a proposal together, you go, like, step number three, are you going to need help? Now's the time to contract or contact all your subcontractors, the printer, photographer, you know, copywriters, programmers, whoever you need to help you with this. Mm. Make sure that they're in this so that, you know, you don't have to come back later and say, oh, I forgot about Bill. He's going to charge us 3000 bucks to do this. You know, now you look like an amateur. Right. <laughs> I've been there. I've sure been that, there. Oh, yeah. Um, then you work up the pricing information. Now I've got a whole price estimate worksheet. Wow. You know, all kinds of things that you look at and you say, well, what needs to happen here? And again, these can be tailored specifically for your freelance business. You know, because there'll, there'll be things on there that, you know, that happen in your freelance business. Just put them on the, on the, on the, uh, worksheet and you'll have it every time. Mm. Uh, the advantage to, to this kind of thing is when you get the call, and sometimes I get calls, even though, you know, I'm a hunter, sometimes you hunted somebody that for whatever reason, two months ago, they weren't ready or they couldn't do it, but they'd like to work with you. And they'll call you at 4.30 in the afternoon on Friday. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, my God, we remember you. Is there any way you can help us? We need a website put together by Monday morning. <laughs> How much will that be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's amazing. It's, it's I find myself in, the, in those shoes a lot, especially on a Friday afternoon at 4.30. <laughs> And, and before you do any of that kind of stuff, get the specs, make sure that this is something you want to jump into, mm-hmm. get their budget, you know, tell them how much this is going to cost, and say, uh, I'm either going to run over with a, uh, uh, an agreement, sign it, we'll get a deposit check, or you can uh, uh, email it over, make sure that they understand it, go get a deposit check. Right. Right. You know, or, or have them throw it in your PayPal account if it's uh, all email. Uh, but but your your product your your forms will tell you that the mm. project management of these things will tell you that 
But, you know, step number seven, you're, you're seven steps in before you even begin to work on the project. Oh, yeah. And at that point, I assume, and if you've done everything right, you've got a deposit check in your hands. You don't start work without a deposit check. Never. That's right. They're not serious clients if, if, if they don't come up. Here, here's what I say to people. Real clients have real money. That's right. I like that. Period. That, that period. Yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> I never, you know, I used to start projects when I was start, starting on, used to start projects without a deposit check. And that was, I learned one time, never, ever, ever do that again. Yeah. See, it doesn't take all that much experience no. until you learn that. No. And while I'm showing them all of the videos, you know, because when, you, when you're doing videos, you show the client drafts, you always have to put, you know, because especially now online, you have to put the big words, you know, watermarked draft mm-hmm. across the video or they're going to steal it along with you know everything else they might steal it <laughs> yeah that's right a lot, a lot of them they wouldn't know how to steal it you know but but yeah that in, in in your line of work uh i would think that would be necessary exactly well this is good well, stuff you, dan on your website i'm sorry go ahead what were you going to say i was going to say you know when you're working with someone and you go see them and they've got you know seven locks on the door on security and you know there's five or six dogs out back and you know they're they got guns lying around <laughs> Um, those people don't trust you. <laughs> they don't trust anybody. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's you, a tip-off. That, that, that guy is going to steal your video. You know that. Exactly. Yeah, you want You just want to walk away at that point. You don't want to have these people as a client. Right. Right. There's, there's all kinds of that kind of stuff. Let your instinct kick in and go, I don't want to work with this guy. You know, there's, there's two things here, you know, in freelancing. Have fun and learn to say no. What do I need to do? What do I need? How can I be aggressive at this? How, how can I do it so that it's not all by chance? That's right. Or somebody that knows somebody that maybe will refer me and they know somebody else. Oh, my God, what a ridiculous life that is. Yeah, definitely. A ridiculous life. Dan, thank you for coming on this live edition of the DV Show. We'll speak to you live tonight. Hopefully, we'll get you back. Thanks for waking up early uh, on Arizona time. Thank you very much for coming. We'll try to get you live tonight to answer some of our questions. Now, I've been looking at the chat, and uh, I knew exactly what was going to happen because this offends some of you, especially us creative people. And I said, uh, I've been promoing this. I've been talking about this early on in this series of webinars. A uh, series of sessions that this was going to offend you. Sales is a scary, scary thing. And I can be on your level as far as a creative person because I am a creative person. But when I came across Dan Turner a couple of years ago, um, uh, he's off the phone? Okay. Um, uh, when I came across him a couple of years ago and I looked at this stuff and I was sitting in my office with no sales and no clients and I had some little rugrats to feed at home. You kind of get down to the, or I had no job, no, no work coming in. Uh, you kind of say to yourself, hey, man, it's either you got to put the rubber to the road here and start making some money because that's how you're going to generate income. Because I know just like you, if you're a creative person, and I'm sorry if I'm, actually, I'm not going to apologize if I'm offending you because you're, you're taking part in this webinar. Uh, if this offends you, it should because the potential is out there. Like we said in the first session, um, we were talking about the money, and it is out there. Clients do have money. There's $4 billion uh, that is going to be spent on online video, spent on online video, and you've got to go out there and get it. I love, especially when Dan Turner starts talking about hunting, which makes a lot of sense. And today, I'm a hunter. And believe me, when I get on the phone in my car, I was looking at the chat there, and Raj was talking about um, 
when do you have time to do sales calls? Well, when I go from client to client, I'm on the phone making sales calls. And you don't have to do this all of the time. But this really works. Believe me, you can, with the money that I'm making per month, eight to $10,000 a month, this is how you do it. This is how you set it up. You're fishing for clients that can actually pay you. If you're out there charging $500, $600, $700, they're not worth having as a client. Chris Simmons is on tap next. Uh, we're going to give him a call and get him up. And this webinar is going to go past an hour. We're probably going to go out into an hour and a half because Chris Simmons is on the line. And this is important stuff. This is the meat of this webinar and uh, talking about sales. I know you guys are scared about this, and I was too. But this is the only way to actually go out there and hunt, whether it's on the phone, seeing the person in person, going to their business, sending out uh, a business card after you meet them, this is actual hunting that we're going to talk about. And this is the uh, profile of an elite videographer, part of this team that we were talking about yesterday. This is the only way to do it. Sales calls suck. I know. And once you start getting going, though, once you start getting into the fifth or sixth call, you get a rhythm going and you're going to find it's very, very easy. I know some of us today, we hide behind Twitter. We hide behind Facebook. Um, we send out business cards. We're fishermen. There's nothing wrong with being a fisherman, but if you're like me, you want to get cash quickly. When it comes to finding clients, speed is very important, and you don't want to rely on a client finding system that may take six months or longer to kick in. So what Dan was speaking about, and he's an excellent teacher, especially in person. If you're ever in the Arizona area, uh, go ahead and meet him because he has this magic formula that... Uh, Really, you gain a lot of high-quality profile clients, and he is living proof. He has brands, national brands, under his belt um, as far as a graphic designer goes, and he didn't get there just by word of mouth or sending out a business card. He has not done that. He has what he preaches, what he teaches, um, he actually does by experience. He's a man to, uh, to listen to, and I certainly did, and applied his stuff and uh, get higher-paying clients and, and more money. There's nothing wrong with being a fisherman type of salesperson, but the hunter is really the way to go. All right, so let's briefly, before uh, we get, we're just about five minutes into uh, actually getting uh, Chris Simmons on the line, but we're going to talk about some of these methods. We're going to filter it down through my videographer head to your videographer head because he is a graphic designer and some of the things I want to just kind of clarify in what he said. So let's get into some of these methods that Dan spoke about and how to get clients. The two methods Dan was talking about in the beginning of the conversation, and let's just clarify this because I'm just going to pick and choose some of the most important information that he was talking about. And one of them, um, he was talking about hunting and fishing. These are the two methods he was talking about as far as getting clients, and it's important. I'm a hunter. You would be a fisher, but if you fisherman. But if you want to have money faster during the month, you don't want to wait six months. You want to be a hunter, and it's going to be tough to be a hunter. I mean, go ahead and grab a turkey leg out of your refrigerator and put on a loincloth and be a hunter for once. Try it. I'm serious. Go out there and do it. I did. So let's talk about hunting. And this is where you go out and get the client. And this is a, a, a huge benefit. I'm going right by what Dan Turner says. I'm going to do it right by the book and tell you exactly what he says. 
There are no referral relationships to preserve, no finder's fees. You don't have to work up, wake up early in the morning with a network meeting. There's no good old boy relationships. It doesn't require months of follow-up letters, no expensive promo packages, and no reason to remember anyone's name for longer than 30 seconds. That's the fun part. Hunting is cool. This is how you're going to get clients quickly, how you're going to get paid quickly. You can walk into a downtown business and introduce yourself. That's a form of hunting. Look in your phone book for someone to cold call. We asked yesterday to get at least 300 clients. Look in your phone book for someone to cold call. This works. With the criteria we we were speaking about yesterday, uh, website, local, and uh, that's uh, the criteria we were talking about yesterday, and then just branch out from there. Start calling people. Send a direct email. Hey, you see somebody online. Hey, I just saw your website. It doesn't have any video. Uh, Would you like a video on your website? Send a website. You're hunting. Google for websites and businesses in your area. Like yesterday, I was talking about the, uh, yesterday, I was talking about the, the barber I go to. I was sitting there getting my hair cut, and I saw people watching the news and I said to myself, wow, this guy can have a nice video. His, his customers, while they're sitting there waiting, can be watching a video of the business, of the, of the barbers, profiles of the barbers, uh, some videos of the hairs, uh, hair that can be cut, styling, ideas clients can get while they're sitting there. So I spoke to my barber and asked him, and a conversation got going. I used the techniques that Dan was talking about, and we'll get into that. It's either a phone call or a conversation, what you actually need to do. And uh, I got the sale. I hunted this guy down. I sat down in the chair, and this is not the only client. It's either on the phone or talk in person. Um, There's a fish store down the street, uh, uh, a very large fish store that we go to, uh, my wife and I go to, to uh, buy seafood. And they have a a display monitor with a menu. And I said, hey, wouldn't it be great for you to hold up this piece of fish that you have on sale? And this guy is always calling me because every single week he has a fish that's on sale, uh, some seafood that's on sale that he wants to include in the video. He wants to include it on his website. So, again, this hunting method is really um, the way to go as far as getting clients quickly. And if in today's economy, if you're sitting at home without a job and you have a family to feed, hunting is – really what you got to do it's the it's it's really the way to do it um i know the economy is hurting today and hunting really really works trust me i know it's painful to do sales for us creative people again is painful but you gotta go out and do it eight thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars a month and uh it can be done trust me it can be done dan turner has done it many videographers that i work with have done it and you're looking right now at a person who has done it All right, so let's get into the sales method number two, which there's nothing wrong with sales method number two. Uh, It does work. It's it's sort of a methodical way to get clients. It's called phishing, as as Dan has talked about, also known as relationship selling. And many creative people sort of lean to this this sales method, the phishing method. And this model really depends on you being able to spread enough of the right bait in the right places for a long enough period of time to attract clients to you. So if you're walking around during the day and you're a videographer and you want business, you're always, you always have like RoboCop or a cyborg. You always have this little radar on that says, hey, can this be a business for me? Can I do a, can I do a video for this business? So you're constantly probing and hunting or fishing, which is a slower method, but you're constantly looking around for someone you could do a video for. I know I do. 
I've been so long in this business. This is all I think about is, is video. Hey, does that guy need a video? Does that guy need a video? Hey, stop and shop down the street. They need a video. I think that somebody has. I mean, walking into the into stop and shop now, I'm sure somebody grabbed them and they have the sales during the day. They have, uh, you know, recipes up on the video, up, up on the television. It's incredible. And, and where video can go and what it can do. Now, hunting works, but it's not nearly as fast or predictable as hunting. Now, going fishing, there are ways to go fishing, and we talked about this before. Business incubators you can step into, Chamber of Commerce events. I know there's, I attend Chamber of Commerce. So daily, weekly, monthly, I do, two, I do both sales methods during the month or during the year. I do fishing and hunting, but hunting is the fastest. Business after hours events is something that you can attend. Trade shows. I know there's tons of trade shows, uh, trade shows in this area. Networking events. And it's not the best thing to do. Uh, the best thing to do probably is to go to an event that does not include videographers, like a job hunting expo, or I know we have a boat expo here in the area. Uh, we have a spring flower show. You know, these are the kind of events that you want to go to. You want to talk to people who don't know about what you're talking about. I mean, going to a video event, uh, you know, you could get some business, but you're talking to someone who wants the same thing. So you want something different. Now, when you're in sales mode, and especially in hunter mode, there are only two things to concern yourself with. And this is another pointer that uh, Dan Turner has come up with. In sales mode, you want to qualify to set an appointment, and you want to see people. And I know, again, this is offending you. You're saying, holy crap, I already know this stuff. Okay, you know it, but are you doing it? Are you doing this? Because this is a common question that we get here all the time. Are you actually going out there and doing this? If you want to make a significant income a month, this is the way to do it. And I know this is going to offend you, <laughs> but I want to shape an elite videographer within you, and you're probably hating me right now. The business you just found on that list, if you, if you did set a list, they're waiting for a videographer to call them. Believe me, they're waiting for you to call them. And how many do you think actually do? None. No videographer right now in this room or in this chat room has called a customer up. Well, they may have called one or two, but you haven't really set, you haven't really been committed in calling people up. No one does. So if you were to step in and make a phone call, the noise level at this company is going to rise. The noise company, the noise level in your area is going to rise. There isn't any noise level, and you're going to be the one to raise it up. And, and it's time you start making some, really. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to myself doing this. I talk to myself on a daily basis. Brian, it's time for you to put the rubber to the road and get going. I tell myself this on a daily basis, and I'm passing this information on to you. Now, if you're going to make some phone calls, you don't have to make all 300 of them. I feel comfortable with 60 calls. 60 calls takes about four hours to do. Four hours, that's it. You can break this up during the day and do uh, you know, 20 calls within an hour. I mean, it's possible to do this. And I guarantee you, within 60 calls, you're going to get at least two leads, two people who are interested about you. You're going to mail something out to them or you're going to tell them about your website. You're going to show them your reel. Make some phone calls. So you've got to make sure your demo reel is in shape and you should have one or more qualified appointment scheduled for the following day. Believe me, this works. Try it. Try it. If, you don't, if you're scared about it, just try it. Do something new in 2010. 
Now let's get into the phone call because a phone call is really, really what I do on a daily basis. You don't have to do this all of the time because you're going to be so booked with people uh, doing the phone call approach that you're not going to be doing this all the time. You can do this. I do it once a week. I know Raj asked a question. I do this in my car on the way to clients. So um, I... I'm in my car, I make a phone call, I do this one week, I make roughly about five, six phone calls a day, I have an appointment for the next day to meet with somebody. And then I make the f- more phone calls on Tuesday, and I, and I have another appointment to meet somebody. So about every week I have three appointments to meet somebody. And when you start building up momentum, when you start building up uh, some con- a contact base, this is going to be so much easier to do. It's like, hey... Uh, Dentist Joe just told me about you, Dentist John, and I'm doing a video for him. Uh, give him a call, you know, find out what's going on, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'll be happy to do a video for you. So once you start getting the ball rolling and once you start filling your cup up, it's going to be easy to make these phone calls and to set appointments. Um, again, phone calls scare the crap out of me, and I still get butterflies when I do it. I'm so nervous when I'm on the phone. I mean, I make a lot of phone calls. And I'm so nervous on the phone. I'm very nervous on the phone. But you got to do it if you want to increase your income. And that's what I keep telling myself all the time. So let's get into this phone call. And this is where I'm going to tell you exactly what to say. Okay? And this is where you're going to ad-lib something better. I know you're saying that in your head. Don't do it. Okay? Until you put 8 to 10 grand in your pocket a month, keep this format. Keep this system. I'm going right by what Dan, Dan says. Don't change it. Pay attention. This is deceptively simple. You call the person up. Losses of Christy and Sullivan. All right. So when someone answers the phone, you say, and I know this is kind of freaky, but you say, who would I speak with concerning video production at your company? That's what you say as soon as they answer the phone. And now the fun begins. I mean, you don't have to be on the phone to say this. You can be in person. Hey, do you deal with video production in your, comp- in your company? Do you know somebody who deals with video production? I mean, this is a sales example on the phone, but you can also do this in person. Now, here is what you're testing for and listening for. If they, and this includes the receptionist that just answered the phone, don't, don't, if they don't understand the term video production... Video production? Move on. Move on. Hang up the phone and say, oh, thank you. Um, I probably have the wrong number. Goodbye. These are not your people. Politely move on. If you're feeling ambitious, you may test the response one more time to make sure, but only about 1 in 20 will move forward from here. And this is what you say when they say video production. I was wondering who is in charge of your sales literature, your identity programs, putting video on your website. I mean, you can make something up at this point, but keep focused on video on the website. And if there's still nothing, video production, at that point, you move on or you will get, that would be Cheryl Smith. She's not here. And sometimes the receptionist or the contact person will ask you to send us something. And there are several ways to qualify these clients, none of which you need to know of right now, because 90% of the time people request literature because they want to get you off the phone. They want to say no, thank you. And they can't think of any other way to get rid of you. So verify the address and don't send something back. Call them at another time. It's that simple. Okay? Uh, or you would get... Would you like our voicemail? 
And then you say, yes, thank you. And while being connected, write down Cheryl Smith by the company name on your, on your call sheet or in your, in your information or on a piece of paper or something. And at the end of her greeting. Hi, this is Cheryl Smith at extension 511. Please leave your name and phone number and I will get back to you soon. Hi, Cheryl. This is Brian. I'm a freelance commercial video producer here in Massachusetts. I was calling to see if I could assist you with the development of your marketing plan by producing a video for your website. You can reach me at 555-55555. Now, once in a blue moon, she'll call you back, okay? But don't expect it. If you're not swamped setting up a production meeting in one week, call these people back and ask for them by name. Or when you do this exercise again in 5 to 18 months or maybe 2 or 3 months, you can start with these people. Now, when you do get through, when you do get through to the person, when you transfer it over and you get Hi, through... Hi, this is Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. My name is Brian. I'm a freelance commercial video producer here in Massachusetts. I was calling to see if I could assist you with the development of your marketing plan by producing video for your website. Are you the right person to speak with about that? Now, that's the different part that I'm talking about. Are you the right person to speak with about that? You want the person who's going to spend the money, who's going to make the decisions, for, who's going to be making the decisions. You're basically qualifying your client. And the person asking the questions is the one controlling the conversation. Now you're into a conversation with this first person. And even this person, their first impulse is to get rid of you. So be gentle and firm, draw them out, and here are some good questions to start asking. Do you have video on your website? Remember, you're talking to the decision maker here because you just qualified it answering that question. Now, you could be doing this over the phone. You can be doing this in person. This is not strictly for a phone call. Do you have video on your website? Do you get into, and then you can kind of fill the space there and what business that they're in. How often do you do that? How are you producing those things? And this is where it's going to be good. This is the part of the phone conversation where you're going to figure out whether you like them or not, whether you're going to be doing business with them, and you're listening. During this phone call, during this conversation, you're building rapport to achieve the goal to qualify and set an appointment. Because as soon as you set an appointment, just like a job interview, if, you get, if you're looking for a job, you get the interview, that is a big deal. So that's what you're looking for when you're talking to this person on the phone or when you're talking to this person in person. And there's a system to follow during this conversation, okay, as well as asking these questions. You're acting friendly, but really you're going by, you have a plan and an agenda in the back of your head. And this is exactly what I do. Now, the sales, the sales formula over the phone or in person, you're basically listening for need, a deadline, and budget. These are the three things that you're listening for while you're building rapport. You're asking questions to answer these, qu these questions for yourself, need, deadline, budget. If the person has a need, yes, I have a, we have a, a product that we would like to put on our website and a video, great. Ask about the deadline. Well, we'd like to get this done by the end of the month, and we have a budget of $15,000. Awesome. You're listening for this. This is a good point right now. This is a good place to be. During the whole time here, you're building rapport before setting an appointment. You're qualifying this person. You want to make sure that th these three questions are filled in. Now, I know some of this to you is basic, but sometimes we've got to be reminded of this stuff to actually do it. And again, this is not just a phone conversation. This is, can also be 
Um, this can also be in person. So you're asking some questions. You're, you, you're finding out and you're, what you're listening for is the need, the deadline, and the budget. Okay, you're listening for this stuff. Now, you can be asking impersonal questions, and Dan is asking, has talked about this stuff during our interview. In, the, in this phase, you're trying to establish rapport. So you're asking those impersonal questions, which is the stage we're at to right now. Then you're asking personal questions, and I think our slide, yep, this is the sales formula. So the personal questions you're getting into, you want to determine if this prospect is ready to move smoothly, to get into personal questions. This is a nice, soft approach. You're finding things out. You're probing. And then when you finally build a rapport with this person, which is about five to seven minutes into this conversation, whether it's over the phone, I can't stress this enough, whether it's over the phone or in person, this takes about five to seven minutes. You can jump right into your sales uh, presentation. You can start talking about and start calling for or asking for an appointment. So this is the sales formula, impersonal questions, personal questions, and the sales presentation. Now, many of us creative people, and I know I did, we feel like we're taking advantage of this client. We feel like we are taking advantage of this person or because we have an agenda in the back of our mind that we want to do a project and make money, we feel as though that we are pushing this person through the ringer as a creative person. Now, I don't know about you, but I felt that way when I started using this formula and I started talking with uh, businesses. I felt like I was pushing them through the ringer. I felt bad in what I was doing. Don't feel bad. People do this on a daily basis. Professional people do this on a daily basis. And they're business people. They know what you're doing. They know what you're doing. They may not know it right away, but they know, you know, this guy is here. He's a videographer. He's talking with me. He, he, this is a sales call. They know it's a sales call. They know when you're there in person with them, it's a sales call. So kind of get past that barrier, and uh, which is what I did. Try to get past that barrier, and you'll start making a better income and start having some clients flow in. Trust me on this. Talk with anybody else. And, and the sales approach, it's a part of getting business. It's a part of getting business. And again, you're looking to qualify this client so you can set up an appointment with them. And once you get an appointment, you're basically in. You have set up such a great rapport with this person that they know who you are, you're comfortable to deal with. And again, you're listening for need, deadline, and budget. We already talked about the impersonal questions. Now, how long do you have to do this? How long do you have to, to go about doing the sales approach? How long is this going to take? And again, I already discussed this, and uh, I do it in my car. This should take at least a couple of hours to do. A couple of hours. That's it. Two to three appointments, you could get out. You may be sending out seven to ten flyers. If you're doing about 60 phone calls a day or 60 phone calls a week, depending on your area. Now, this may sound crazy to you, but it's not. Go out and do it and see. <laughs> I sound like a little kid. <laughs> Go out and do it. I generally schedule two to three appointments a week doing at least 40 to 60 phone calls. And I send out flyers to really interested people. And then I make more phone calls. So I'm like doing this within a week. Sometimes I do this uh, twice a month, twice each year, depending on what I want to happen. And virtually all of my long-term clients, the ones that I have, and Dan Turner says the same thing, so I'm going to say the same thing that he does. I built up a relationship with this person. I built up a relationship with the, with the decision maker, especially the guy who cuts my hair. I made sure before I walked into that barbershop, and I know this is a, a small example, 
I wanted the guy who owned the shop to cut my hair. I knew this beforehand that we would be speaking. So I was doing a little bit of fishing. If I got a staff member, I wouldn't get the uh, videos that I, I'm producing today. I wouldn't get the, sa- the, the, uh, the, the job. So I walked into the barber shop and I says, uh, I looked for the owner. I didn't ask for him, but I knew who he was just by the way he was reacting. And I wanted that guy to cut my hair. And that's how I got the sale. You don't have to do this all the time. You can actually outsource this. I outsource this occasionally when a business is in a slump, but more often than not, I do not do that. And you'll soon find yourself, if you follow this, you will soon find yourself uh, unable to keep up. Unable to keep up. All right, so let's get into a slide. Chris Simmons is on his way in about a couple of minutes. We're going to get through this. I know this is painful for you. This is probably boring for you. You're probably falling asleep, but you've got to get through this. Listen to this over and over again. Use the techniques that Dan's talking about. So let's say we're in a production meeting. As an elite videographer, these are some things that I'm pulling out of the conversation with Dan and uh, want to highlight and talk about. So you finally, you go through the rapport, you go through all the techniques, the sales techniques that you're using. You're going through talking with the client, speaking with the client, and uh, you finally get the appointment. You want, she wants to come and meet you or he wants to come and meet you. The production meeting is the next step. Bring your videographer service agreement with you. And this is something that you can download for free on our website at thedvshow.com. You can do this right now. This is part of uh, the package that we're giving you. A videographer service agreement states detailed services you are going to perform, the time of completion, terms and restrictions and payments, uh, deposit amount, payment dates, uh, usage rights and kill fees. Do not go into this meeting, into a production meeting. Do not meet with a, a client. Do not do, do not perform services for a client unless you have a signed videographer service agreement. Do not do any business with anyone until you're on the same page, what they're going to pay you, what services you're going to provide. And don't sell anything from this point on. This is completely wrong to attempt to sell or resell the prospect on your services. Don't say anything else. Put it all in the videographer service agreement. Detail it. Go over it with your client. When you're going to get paid, the payment schedule, what you're going to be doing, what kind of video this is going to be. This production meeting is really a natural continuation of your sales presentation, only shorter, but you're not selling anything. Talk about the agreement, get into their project, their deadline, and their budget. That's it. Once your agreement is signed, once you have this thing signed up and accepted, and you guys are on the same page, there's nothing left in the dark, including payment, it turns your your prospect now into a client. Ta-da, you have a client. And it becomes the legal instrument, this agreement, that commits both of you to this project. And last but not least, before you walk out the door, okay, we'll go again into this videographer service agreement. It's a detailed services for you to perform. It shows a time of completion, the terms and restrictions, payment, usage rights, and kill fees. Kill fees, basically, uh, I've had a dozen clients who say, hey, after all that work is done, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with you anymore. I mean, we we don't need the video anymore. And I was like, "What? What's going on?" So you want to put kill fees in this agreement? If if your client cancels or does not need video your services anymore, you're going to charge them. Charge them. That's what a kill fee is. 
All right, last but not least, get the deposit check. Get a deposit check or the full amount, and we'll be talking about balancing what you should be charging. Chris Simmons is coming up in a couple of seconds here. So get the deposit check. Do not walk out of that room unless you have a deposit check, and most of the time, you will not even have to ask. If you've done this so good and you've built a rapport with this person and they're excited to work with you, they will give you a check. You don't even have to ask. You just simply need to confirm. And as that ink is drying on the agreement and your new client is slipping his pen back into his pocket, he will usually say or he will say, so you need a check for what amount? Is that correct? And then you with a big smile say, yes. And he'll get it for you. Or he will have or she will have someone get it for you. When he hands it to you, when this person hands you that check, thank him for his business, confirm your next meeting, and leave. Get out of there. Exit stage left, stage right. I can hear Fred Flintstone's feet going right now as he's bowling. Leave. Get your butt out of there. <laughs> Once you get that check and you get everything agreed, everything from this point on is just, it's unprofessional to stay there. Many video pros are tempted to relax at this point and chit-chat. So be professional and get out. The meeting has peaked. You've come to the peak of the mountain. Anything you say from this point forward at this meeting has the undesirable effect of unselling you and your service. So get out. Again, can you hear Fred Flintstone's feet going? <laughs> get out of there because you're going to be unselling you and your services. You know, you might pick your nose or trip or something. Just get out. Now, if, the, if you don't get a deposit check, okay, if, if they don't have the money right there, carry a blank invoice with you for the client to sign. Fill it out and hand it to him or her. Sometimes that's all it takes in order for you to collect your check right then and there. Give them the invoice. At the very least, you won't have an email, fax it or mail it to them or email it to them. And once you have this signed agreement and your deposit check, you're ready to begin work. You are ready to go. All right, Chris Simmons is on the phone. We're waiting for him. Now, I haven't talked about prices yet, so we're going to get into that. And creative people, again, uh, tend to have difficulty with the business side of things and get themselves into undesirable situations all too often. And I'm talking about myself. I don't know any of you, but I'm talking about myself. I've got into some undesirable situations way too many times. Have you ever set a flat rate for a job and then found yourself working for peanuts at the end when you did the math? I know I have. 